Well, welcome, 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 and beautiful rising on this day. I'm noticing that as I sat in meditation this morning that some some messages came through and I, one of one of them is is realizing that that I that messages come through me to offer and I and I'm feeling that I'm wanting to be at service of those of those messages and to share and to put them out into the world in a way that allows us to reflect and feel deeply and maybe see things different or at least be willing to consider different perspectives and different ideas and for whatever reason, this energy body, this energy being that is Morgan, that has this particular makeup, has reactions to things that are interesting to me and, and I think worthy of sharing. And so this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you may be listening, I want to just tie together a couple different things that I've been thinking about. And I didn't plan this morning. It's more talking off the cuff than I, than I sometimes do. But the pieces I want to tie together are the recent shooting in Texas, the podcast that I recorded and the, and the messages that I've been getting about uh, how, how acting out is happening in colleges with all the drinking and sexual abuse, that it's a different kind of thing, but that those two things are actually really related. And they're related in the way that the podcast I recorded about Rich Roll and his journey and my own journey and journey of many other folks that is um, where, where we aren't, we aren't seeing, we aren't seeing um, people are getting missed. I got missed. Rich got missed. My friend David got missed. And so then we had to go down this road and, okay, so I'm going to tie these, so I'm going to tie these things together. Let me just sit for a moment and see if there's, if there's another piece that wants to come in there on this morning, on this day. At this moment, hmm. maybe it will come. I have this sense. I have that sense when you know you have something that's out there that that, that wants to come through. So um, let's just go here. And on um, the idea is when the shooting happened, my immediate reaction, not unlike my reaction to nine eleven, <laughs> which my friend David yesterday said, like, oh that's not going to be very popular or that for sure wouldn't have been very popular. I think maybe we're able to see it in a different way now, but my, you know, reaction, as I said in this last podcast about the shooting was, wow, like people are really, really mad at us. Like what in the world are we doing? And of course I have thoughts and reflections about that to people in the world that are causing them to be that upset and that angry and interestingly, it's related to the movie Rogue One, Star Wars movie, where I'm just struck by who the Empire is and by the freedom fighters and how I found myself rooting for the freedom fighters in that movie. And then they end up dying at the end, but they get their message out to the world that is that is the how to destroy the Death Star. And And I just, it occurred to me while I was watching that movie that, oh, it kind of seems like we're the Empire. And, uh, and then I root for the freedom fighters, but sometimes we think we're the freedom fighters. And so it's interesting territory. I noticed I wasn't expecting to go down that road and then that's what came. But the idea being, let me see if I can get myself back. Cause I think that's all really relevant. 
perspective on 9-11 is that, is that there's some folks really mad at us in the world and that all of, all of the, there's, there's victims, there's victims beyond people who were in the twin towers, that the victims of events like that and the whole, if we take the whole really step back and look at the whole picture, we really start to notice like how much harm has been created in order to create and, um, an event like that. In the same way that the shooting, that the victim, that, that the shooter is part of the victimhood also. Like, how is it that we live in a place that people are that hurting and we don't know and we don't see them and we don't seem to care and we want to talk about guns, which is really significant and important and I want there to be fewer guns in the world for sure and I appreciate all the energy that is going into that and can we also please be in a conversation around why and how and what we do about all the people who are really really hurting about the opiate crisis that is happening people aren't doing those drugs and they aren't getting in those situations because they're feeling happy and grounded and with themselves People are not going and shooting schools because they're having a great day and they're feeling totally like inspired by their life. We have the creativity and the ingenuity to solve and to create a different way. Do we? I, I want us to have the heart and the care and be willing to come to the table or I don't know if I want to even say it that way, want to go sit around a campfire and connect and talk and be connected with our hearts and our care and our love. And so, you know, there's a different kind of acting out that also happens that I think we have to pay attention to that is acceptable by so many standards and we kind of don't want to look at it or we don't look at it. I guess there's a couple different pieces. Um, one is is that if you look at the, the drinking and the sexual abuse and the substance abuse and the um, um, acting out that is happening in our colleges and universities, and you know, at the highest levels of all of them, um, that we kind of just are like, oh yeah, that's just what you do in college. Like that's part of the fun and that's part of this. But I tell you what, that doesn't happen again if people are feeling really grounded and with themselves. That that kind of behavior. Like there is totally room for a party and drinking and dancing and having fun and a blast and all that kind of stuff. And um, if we're really honest about it, there is a there is a acting out and there is a um, it's not an indicator of of really thriving and well being and the kind of aliveness and the kind of um, wholehearted engagement with the world that that at least that's not the way I want to live. Um, and it's not, to me, it doesn't sure look like the way that we find our way to more connection to a world where we're taking good care of each other and the more than human world. And we start to um, um, flatten the curve, if you will, towards what seems like a pretty painful and um, um, uh, harsh reality moving forward with climate change and polarization and um, a lot of fighting. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm kind of hoping for, and that comes back to the idea that I talked about in the, in the in the in in the podcast that I don't know what the name of it is, but it was a when I was reflecting on ritual and myself, which was how is it that we aren't seeing our young people? How is it that we aren't seeing each other and noticing the pain? I just heard a story of a young woman 
who, um, and I think this is a story of so many of us, of me, of who, who ended up um, in therapy and in, um, on drugs because she, everyone said she was schizophrenic and bipolar and, um, and, and, and crazy because, um, what it seems like, and I want to honor, I want to honor in so many ways that there are situations where there are, where there is, um, some level of mental illness. And I am also really conscious that trying to live an alternative lifestyle in this culture is very, very challenging. Trying to live in connection with your heart, trying to live in connection with um, a deeper way, questioning the patriarchy, questioning um, the paradigm of privilege and starting to step outside and be willing to see the things that are really inconvenient like 9-11, like, oh, we actually perpetuate a fair amount of harm in the world through our actions, but we want to claim that we are right and they are wrong, that we are good and they are evil. And so then it justifies all of our actions. But then when it's perpetuated at us or someone says like, hey, that doesn't work, then we get super pissed and go absolutely ballistically crazy on the world and think that we have the right to do so. And I'm not wanting to make a claim about what's right and what's wrong. What I wanted to do is, is like, can we please sit and have a, a, a be willing to look at the whole picture and not just and not just sweep something under the rug? And so, how about this? How about the use of all of our technology and iPhones and um, phones that are extracting minerals and resources from the world in a way that is really incredibly destructive? And if, if one would say it, I would say it in a way that that feels like we are at war with the natural world. We are not doing that in a way that feels grounded and, and kind and thoughtful and, and aware so that I can sit here and be like, well, I care about the earth. And then I buy my new iPhone, you know, that's a convenient perspective that dismisses a lot of what's really happening. And again, I'm not taking a stance of saying like, well, let's not buy iPhones. Um, it might be a good idea, but I think we want to be in a real conversation about what the real impact of all of that is. And it's inconvenient because then we have to sit with our resource use and we have to sit with the fact that our, this country, United States, um, that we extract a fair amount of harm on people in the world in the name of good from my perspective. And that, and that I'm not, again, not wanting to say right or wrong, but what I'm wanting to say is, can we please look at the whole picture? Can we please look at the whole picture and notice and be willing to sit in the discomfort of it all and allow it to unravel? And that to me is where we need and want our, let's just say, that's the world that I want to live in. And so the connection, if it's not entirely clear, is that I want us, me, to see the people in my world who are hurting and who are in trouble and who are having a hard time and do something to connect with them and to make it so that anyone who is, um, like I want to get beyond the surface level both one-on-one and of course I want to start to create systems where there's safety where there's safety so that people feel seen so the young woman whose story I was talking about who who has gone down the road of mental illness because she is connected to her heart and care 
and is working so hard to actually live in the world in a way that has integrity and love and perspective, but she keeps getting pulled by her family and by schools and by the world into like, you should be different. You should just comply. You should, you know, do some, do this differently. And it's your, it's your mental health that is the problem here. It is your not being willing to fit in. It is your wanting to ask questions. It is your being rebellious and thinking that you have some different way. And it's not safe for those of us who feel that. It's like when I got laughed at for talking about friendship and love in my philosophy class my senior year of college. That it didn't, it wasn't safe to talk about that. It wasn't safe to talk about things that matter. I get laughed at. I get ridiculed. The whole class laughs. That makes it, you know, then I go down the road of like, oh my God, something's wrong with me. Just like this young woman. That's not a safe world. That is not the world I want to live in. That is not the world that prevents people from shooting in their in the classroom, from killing people. The world that does that is that is there's embracing of one another, that there's love and care and connection. And there's a willingness to understand and to listen the pain and the beauty in each one of us. So that's the download from this morning. I'm just breathing to make sure there's nothing else in there. I'm taking a moment with my heart. I notice I'm sitting here with my hand on my heart, with my eyes closed, allowing the words and the messages to come through in the way that they do as an offering, as a deep, beautiful offering that helps us move forward together in connection to be willing to sit in the discomfort if this stirs you up if there's a disagreement if there's something that doesn't you know that just doesn't feel right or provokes you that is my request is that what you do just like what I'm doing is take some deep breaths and sit in the discomfort and allow it allow the unraveling as i said in the other podcast bio he offered this beautiful perspective that we that right now we have to sit in the unraveling, that that is what apocalypse is. That's what is happening right now. We are being given opportunities to look and to see the inconvenience. And the sooner that we see it, the sooner that we are able to sit with the reality of what's happening and in the inconvenient, uncomfortable place of realizing like, okay, we aren't, we can, we can do this differently with more heart and care and love and connection and integrity, and respect, and connection with each other in the more-than-human world. And when we can sit in the pain and the um, difficulty, discomfort, and breathe, that's incredibly powerful. That's what we got to do. There's, it's, it's quite simple in that sense. It's really hard. But the idea is very simple, is to sit in the discomfort and to know that you aren't alone in that discomfort, that we can be together and you can be loved and cared for in that discomfort. So blessings, deepest blessings on your day, sending so much health and well-being and care right into your heart, right into your being, that you may find your way to love, to curiosity, to care. Thank you for listening. Please do offer comments, reflections, beyonder at morganrich.com. 
beyonder at morganrich.com. Be so curious to engage in a conversation to hear your reflections, thoughts. I want to know your heart. Blessings, blessings, deepest, most wholesome blessings for you and your day.